I'm Zach. And I'm Colin. And welcome to the Houseplants Podcast. We're here to talk about music, media, and the mission of Jesus. All three, baby. All three and more. So, Zach, are you ready to do some worship this morning? I'm totally ready. Uh, this morning. This worship evening. always happens in the morning. <laughs> That's true. It can never happen in the evening. If you have an evening church, you should really re-examine your church uh, system, your whole like. Nothing format. good happens after the sun goes down. <laughs> so we're going to do a song called Words Aren't Everything that we co-wrote together. So we had first episode, Flurry, second episode, um, the one we serve, both uh, from either one of us writing. But now this is a co-one we wrote and uh, we really feel like it is super awesome. And uh, words aren't everything basically is the message that um, there's a difference between telling someone about the kingdom and showing them the kingdom. So there we go. You ready to ready? do this? Sure. All set.
Amen. Amen. Thank you, Zach. Very you nice give guitar us playing. Yes. Ooh. Yes. Oh, I hear all those people clapping. <laughs> all dozens of you. We technically did do that for a live audience because you and I are here alive right now. So technically an audience of two playing to each other. Playing to an audience of one. See, if a band would just get in that mindset, like any old band, just come to the stage and be like, whoa, we're already playing for a live audience. So shake off those uh, jitters and everything. It should be fun. <laughs> so before we get started tonight, uh, I'd like to talk a little bit about our guest that we have coming in. It's a good friend of ours that both of us have known for a really long time. And his name is Jake, Jake Lee. Lee. <laughs> We're super excited to have him. Um, we both met him very, very early on in our walk, and he's our official first guest. So he's our very, very special guest in many, many ways. And we will get with him in just a little bit. All right. So tell me about Words Aren't Everything. What was in your head when you you started this song? I came along later and wrote a verse. Um, but where did you get your inspiration from? Well, that song... Um, is along the same lines of what we talked about last time with the inspiration coming from kind of our ministry we were involved with at the time at Northridge. I believe Jake uh, talked to us about doing a set of songs that had to do with the idea of <clears throat> kind of showing instead of telling or a, a, a way of exemplifying the importance of, um, of works, I think. And so we got into this mindset that we had seen a lot of stuff on our campus and a lot of stuff in our town that involved a lot of people preaching, but not a lot of people serving and doing ministry. So it got to that point where we were just like, yeah, there isn't a good song that kind of tackles that. So let's just come up with something. And then this this Words on Everything song, though, didn't come just as a automatic one this was like maybe like a few days in the making yeah. and then you and me back and forth for a few weeks after until it kind of finally came together but definitely a good um com like combo of our two abilities yeah. coming together very well yeah it took a little bit i think there's a that clouds of darkness part 
um, comes from one of the Psalms. I think maybe Psalm 97. I told you, I said, go to yeah. the scripture, find some stuff that has to do with it and let's see where we can get. And then you came up with that. I love that because it's yeah. such a different take on it than my first thing. And it kind of, uh, it's a good contrast from verse one and two. Um, so it's, but it also is in such good relation with itself that it's perfect. It really, who well, God is, is often obscured. And right. so it takes action sometimes to show mm-hmm. what he's like. Uh, when just telling about him right. doesn't do the trick. So why don't we go ahead and pray? And then yeah. after we get done praying, we'll uh, we'll hop into the meat of this thing. Uh, you want me to take it this time? Sure, go ahead. Okay. God, thank you so much um, for another opportunity to come and worship and to talk about you and, and just really dig into the good discussions about that um, big world out there and how uh, you're a part of all of it. And uh, we just want to pray that you would bless this podcast and you'd bless our discussion. And, uh, we just pray these things in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Okie dokie. So, so what are we talking about this week? So what are we talking about? Okay. So now we're going to get into it a little bit, but, uh, the idea, see, originally I had named it theology versus action, Uh huh. but that's a little different than kind of what we're talking about, but it's, because we're not really versusing the two. They're both involved in ministry. But what we're trying both to... Both are super important to the life of a Christian. Absolutely. And, and faith as well, which we'll get into. Yeah. But um, but what we're going to try and talk about is why certain church communities seem to lean towards one or the other side. And what I mean by that is there is a <clears throat> group of Christians out there, and I might be talking about you, that feel the importance of Scripture but don't, aren't necessarily getting involved. Uh, out in the ministry of the local and global ministry, like going places, uh, 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 ministering to the sheep kind of thing. And, yeah. then, and then there's another community that feels that works are very, very important, but haven't really had a chance to really nail down theology and nail down um, what the scripture is saying about works. And so they might be going out with misguided ideas about what, what kind of work God has called them to do, or even worse, not listen to that calling and then just kind of going out without really getting direction. And so, so they have a preconceived notion of right. what ministry looks like, and they're just go ahead and 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 again get on with that action. We're not judging. We're not. Uh, we're not in a uh, a, a position to kind of tell anybody that they're doing ministry wrong because we personally are people that uh, have fallen short of the glory of God. But um, it's a good idea for us to talk about these things and kind of weigh what the Scripture says about both. And uh, we'd also like to hear from our good friend that we're going to have on in a second, uh, yeah. because he has done ministry with us for so many years, and it has been a big prevalent part of his, uh, um, his uh, what would you call that? I wouldn't say theology. It's part of his message to the world as a pastor. And so, um, yeah, we're going to try and get our first guest on here. Okay. Should I uh, <laughs> go ahead and hook things up so let's, we can have him on? Let's give it a shot. Okay. So if you want, uh, we can scoot our microphones over. Okay. Yep. I'm just going to do this and spin it around. Okay, I might try the same. I'm going to keep rolling. You can edit this part out if you want. If it's entertaining to our listeners, we can keep it in. Hey, man, who knows? (laughs) Could be. They like the uncut, like, unplugged version of us, I think. All right, let's... Follow us on Patreon for more things like this. (laughs) Gags and spoofs. (laughs) Okay, so let's see here. So, we need to plug this... Your nice Christmas present to me is coming in handy already. Look at that. Yeah, with a scissor mic like that, you can just um, 
do your thing. Okay, so... Yeah, let's get into we this. we got this on a stand, like so. You want to text Jake and say we are ready for him to call in? Absolutely. So, uh, for gonna, people who weren't uh, privy to last week's uh, podcast, we talked about having our guest and good friend Jake on to talk about all different kinds of cool stuff. And so we're going to try and get in touch with him. You got cool spin it. There we go. Is that better? Much better. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. All right, yeah, let me go ahead and text him. But yeah, we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be going through, uh, I would call it, um, a little bit of James and Paul's debate, but not really because Paul is talking more about faith. Um, and then we will uh, get to hear first from Jake about his ministry over there in Harrisonburg, Virginia. So uh, let's see if we get a call from him. Oh, oh. there he is. Jake Lee. Hey. <laughs> Oh, there boy, he is. In your face, Colin. <laughs> Woo! There we are. <laughs> I'm too tall. We're trying to frame it. I didn't it, realize right? Jake. Or I didn't realize Colin was that tall. Jake's tall too. I have the we same. Saw, we saw a picture of yeah. Jake with his staff at the Mennonite Church. <laughs> I, I I showed Zach. I sent him a picture of your uh, church's website, and it's like everybody. And okay. then there's like a guy in the back that's really really tall, and you can't see his head. <laughs> I was like, "Where's Jake?" And I'm like, "Oh, that's that's Jake back there." <laughs> so that's we're doing chin. Yeah, it's the same problem. <laughs> I can't uh, believe this works. It's so awesome. So, Jake. Jake, how's it going, man? I'm tired. We uh, just picked up a bunch of kids from the local neighborhood and had dinner with them and they walked what? all over me as I tried to play music and <laughs> you just picked up a bunch of local kids and just played some music with them that's pretty awesome we were just talking about stuff like that just a second ago oh cool mm-hmm. yeah, so um <laughs> let's just get right into it uh not standing on like okay. uh, uh what is it called heavy-handed words or anything but this <laughs> for everybody who's listening this is uh Jacob Lee he is our uh I would call him my like foundation pastor, if that's yeah. a word we can use or a phrase we can use. And um, he is uh, currently the associate pastor at Harrisonburg Mennonite Church. Is that right? That's right. All right. I checked all this stuff out on the website, but I've also yeah. asked you that before. I was just making sure if in like the yeah. last week or something like that, you were like, no, I'm actually the uh, bookkeeper for this church now. I'd be like, oh, man, that's very embarrassing. Um, so uh, <laughs> so Jake. First of all, we want to hear about what ministries you're involved in. So, like, tell us about what you just got done doing. Okay. Yeah, Wednesday nights we uh, pick up um, kids from our local community, local apartment complex near here. We have kids from, let's see, who got on the bus tonight? Like Honduras, Rwanda, Congo, um, Mexico, uh, lots of different places, America, United States, I mean. And go. we bu- bus them up to the church and we have a bunch of adults that sit down and eat dinner with them and hang out and get to know them. And then we sing some songs together and tell some Jesus stories, crafts, games, send them home. Awesome. I so, missed this, <laughs> this yeah. kind of ministry. <laughs> it's been a while since we've done like we, I was just talking to Zach before we got this podcast started about, um, all of our, um, ministry. We had like the big differences we made at Smith village like how profound mm. I felt like that was when we were doing it. Yeah. And at the time you're, you're, 
it's just like another day of doing God's work. But when you look back on it and see like kind of uh, how that fleshed out and it was just like kids that you'd never met. And then they were just like playing games and, and listening to like the Bible stories. It's very, very, yeah. Cool. I mean, for me, I'll never forget um, all those things that we did in Smith village, even though it's been several years now, you know, it still had a big yeah. impact on me. Weren't you the so. fish? Yes. And you, you busted guys, through the water. You guys uh, fished me out of the ocean. It was like me and Bob like, pulled you out of the and water. And they screamed. So good. so good. That video is circulating somewhere on the internet, I think. Oh, it it, it does exist. Okay. So so tell us about, um. well, I guess what I want to find out, first of all, is about Harrisonburg Mennonite Church. So can you tell us what, what kind of, uh, first of all, uh, just kind of tell us um, maybe just what would you call that mission statement and maybe like just like about the community and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Our, our vision is to uh, connect with God and worship and to connect with each other in discipleship and to connect with our neighbors and friendship. Uh, a lot of my focus is probably on, on the third one. Uh, we Mm -hmm. want to, embody the kingdom of God in our community on lots of different levels. Mm -hmm. So on one level, we're packing backpacks um, of food for kids that um, are hungry over the weekend for uh, for their families. On another level, we're getting furniture to people who need furniture, uh, appliances when they don't have appliances called hand to hand. Um, On another level, we're eating dinner with kids and singing songs with them and telling Jesus stories. Uh, On another level, we're connected with other churches and a synagogue and a mosque in the area uh, called Faith in Action, working at different systemic things in our community, such as uh, last year it was immigration and um, how we're caring for our immigrant neighbors. And this year it's incarceration, Mm. uh, trying to... uh, yeah, we're trying to be one voice in asking for uh, more just ways of thinking about incarceration and rehabilitation. So we're trying to minister to our community on multiple levels. Uh, do you, when you just, say incarceration, do you mean like uh, anybody who's going to prison or you do, do you mean like? Uh, yeah, actually anybody. Right. Uh, we have. Because um, that's people, a big issue, right? Like the, yeah. the, the uh, right. prisons are so overloaded with with. Um, uh, prisoners. <laughs> so I know that's yeah. like a constant thing they're trying to work yeah, we out. We have a huge prison population here. <clears throat> right. And our prisoners yeah. in our county get uh, charged a dollar a day for being incarcerated. So they mm. come out with a lot of debt. Oh, man. And so that's one of the things we're working at yeah. to try and change and uh, fund somebody instead that could work at uh, rehabilitation rather than just punishment. Sure. Yeah. So those are some of the ways we're engaged in our local community. We definitely don't want to see the escape from New York like scenario happen where it's just a, a state <laughs> is a jail <laughs> and it's just throw everybody in there. We well, want to do something else besides that. I'm sure. But um, yeah, we're, I think the good news is better than that. I think it is too. That's a good way to say it. Um, so, okay. Um, so can I, this, I hope this doesn't sound rude, uh, but can I ask, when somebody hears, I guess I've told people about you. I've told my, you know, my mom. She, oh, by the way, my mom asked to see if I could ask you how you're doing. So we'll, we'll get that cleared away later. But <laughs> she's like, tell Jake I said hi. I'm like, well, I don't know if we'll have time on the podcast, but I'll tell. Doing him. good, mom. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so uh, she'll probably listen to this and just call you or something. She's like, wait, very, to, wait like, to work uh, that shout out. She'll be like, what's Jake's number? I'm going to call him and say thanks for, yeah, no. So um, what I was going to ask you is, uh, 
for somebody who is an outside person who doesn't really understand Mennonite as apart from just anything, uh, I guess <clears throat> I wouldn't say it's common to say like Methodist, Baptist and like Pentecostal or whatever, or first church or any of that. But um, right. how does Mennonite kind of differ if I can, if I can use that term? Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mennonites, Mennonites come from the Anabaptist tradition. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were called rebaptizers because baptism during the Protestant Reformation was pledging allegiance to a certain country. Mm-hmm. So oh, it yeah. was either pledging allegiance to Rome if you were Catholic or pledging allegiance to Germany if you were Lutheran. And there was a group of people who said, no, we think we should only pledge allegiance to Jesus. Um, so I think that that would be the first distinction is that Mennonites want a major in pledging allegiance to Jesus over any one country. So mm. if you go into a Mennonite sanctuary, there won't be an American flag or any other flag mm. on the podium. Oh, uh, okay. I was going to say, I, I would hope all churches <laughs> kind of uh, like seek that, but I understand right. what you mean. It's also a, a dedication to a country as well. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I would think about, I would think about it as a Mennonite distinctive rather than talking about it as a difference to say that this is uh, different groups bring different things to the fore. For Mennonites, that's what comes to the fore is this pledging allegiance to Jesus, thinking about the kingdom of God is not someplace that we escape to, but something that we embody as the spirit brings it about in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, Mennonites are major in community. Community is very important to Mennonites. So uh, we have discipleship communities here at our church. Uh, sometimes people think of them as Sunday school classes, but um, Bible study isn't the primary gathering point. It's the relationships that these people have built over many years is primary. And then, you know, we can work Bible study and some other things into that. But um, the primacy of the community has always been uh, a distinctive of uh, the Mennonite church as well. Okay. And then because of pledging allegiance to Jesus uh, is a, is a huge major uh, Mennonites also believe very strongly in nonviolent resistance. Mm -hmm. Uh, So many Mennonites were involved in as volunteers helping build national parks and working in the mental health system during world war one and two because they wouldn't pick up a rifle and fight. Um, so oh, okay. yeah, uh, nonviolent resistance is a hallmark of the Mennonite church yeah. as well. That's very distinctive too. Um, would I, uh, man, <laughs> I'm not trying to get like super deep in, into that. I, I, uh, I, I love the idea of nonviolent resistance, but let me ask you, do, do you often get the question about like gun laws and things like that when it pertains to your church or do you feel like that's just a different ballpark thing? No, I mean, we have people from all over the place, even at, even at our church. So we have, um, I'm sure we have people in our church that would like us to arm the ushers. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, there's, there's bad people that come into church. Well, ushers might be armed anyway. (laughs) That's the thing. Right. (laughs) I've been told that this might be the case, Uh, but, but, you know, as a people, we want to, you know, we would we would say that that's not how we want to approach our enemies, but uh-huh. absolutely, uh, we God brings in all kinds of people, and so we're trying to figure that out together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I, that's not to put you on the spot. I was just asking because, um, like, when I was describing your church, uh, like uh, nonviolent resistance, which I 
even before you had left and you were part of Northridge, that was a big staple of your ministry and sure. uh, your uh, message to, to us as a community. And uh, I just realized how well, like it, it was like God was calling you to that church because that was your mm. ministry mm-hmm. from the beginning. And so I, I was just clarifying for anybody who doesn't know what nonviolent resistance means. Like they may immediately think, cause that's a few people. I was like, yeah, they believe in nonviolent resistance. Like, Oh, like, you know, try and make it political as soon as it becomes a thing. My, yeah. my, yeah. my political view is political. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I would say my political view is the Bible, <laughs> like whatever <laughs> left or right, if it's somewhere in the middle. Then. Sure. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so, okay. Yeah. Zach, do you want to? Yeah. Um, so one of the things that's, pretty exciting is you've got a new blog website called spirit and You want to tell us a little bit about what motivated you to start that and maybe what you're trying to do with it? Sure. Yeah. I've had a number of people encourage me to write a book and I thought it didn't sound, it didn't sound great to me to spend thousands of hours on something that mm. nobody would probably ever see. Mm, I don't know, man. I would read that book. But yeah. when I teach and give talks, I prepare and then I get to share it with people and it, mm-hmm. it generates conversation. And right. so as I was thinking about having, there's all this stuff in me that I want to share uh, that I feel like, yeah, I needed a new outlet for maybe spreading good news beyond just the walls of my church. And yeah. Yeah. the cool thing about a blog is that you get feedback, you know, you can write a little bit and. And there's people that are going to be able to see that and respond to you. Comments. um, Yeah. So for me, I'm always looking for ways to expand the grace and truth of Jesus. And it seemed like a really neat way to do that using language that might uh, be accessible to more than just people who go to church on a Sunday. Mm. Um, So that's kind of what what it's about. I, I want people to pay attention to the fact that there is a immeasurable spirit to, to who they are. And, uh, that also has an impact on their physicality and, and how they work and recreate and worship and all the rest. So it's, it's an effort to, uh, maybe give a, a different lens for people and the thinking about who they are and how, how they can live, uh, integrated lives. Yeah. It sounds like you're kind of touching on, uh, the subject of holism, you know, the, the worshiping of God of, with the whole person. Um, right. You know, not just the things that we see, but maybe some of the things we don't see. Yeah. Well, I think there's two dangers. I think one danger is living uh, in our physicality and our soilness while ignoring our spirit. I think uh, there's a lot of damage that can be done, but I think there's damage that can be done on the opposite end of that, where people are trying to live into some kind of spirituality, but they've disconnected it from their politics. They've disconnected it from their workplace, from their home. Uh, There's a lot of danger in that too. And so what does it look like Mm -hmm. to take both of those seriously and and how uh, the ancient Hebrews said that we're God made us as um, breath and earth. Right. I like it. Yeah. Well, um, okay. So thank you, Jake, for, for clearing that up and for telling us a little bit about you. Um, we always try yeah. to do like a, a, um, a subject matter to have a nice discussion where we always say that okay. we're not, we're not necessarily experts. I certainly am not uh, a, pr- a expert or a, a pastor or anything necessarily, but we do we're not like, closing the book. 
Yeah, we're yeah. we're gonna continue to seek. <laughs> we're opening it up. That's yeah. my thing. It's like the second yes. I stop seeking, I will. I want Zach to give me a nice smack in the head so I can get back <laughs> yeah. to the reading the scripture. <laughs> so uh, what we wanted to. So last week we talked about uh, inspiration and where that comes from, and this week, uh, kind of building yeah. on that, uh, we were gonna talk about um, the community of the church and their. Uh, I guess you would say some communities lean just naturally with that. And I mean, as we read this scripture, we're going to find out that it's both theology and action and they both need to be present in your, in your faith and in your walk. But um, it seems like some people very, very much focus on the Bible study and getting the Sunday out of the way. And then Mm -hmm. that's it. And doing no ministry at all, which is definitely not your problem. (laughs) You're a very action oriented uh, uh, guy as well. And then there's some people that um, may be going out and doing things, but they have not really had a chance to not only understand the scripture, but they haven't really been listening to the scripture. And so Mm -hmm. they're, 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 they're doing something out in the world that is not reflecting well on what the scripture says about it. And so what we wanted to talk about is I've, I've dubbed it like theology versus action, but I know it's a lot more than just those two words, but, um, but yeah, so that's uh, the clickbait title. So I I guess, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I know. Right. Yeah. It has to be, has to grab you. It'd be very catchy. But, um, I guess based on what you had discussed with your Mennonite church and all of its ministry, I know that, um, you find action, uh, you know, works to be very important, like James says. And so I guess what I'll ask you is um, being a pastor, I know you've, you've preached a lot about that, like following God all over the world. Um, how, what would you say is the true importance of works and how does the Bible define that? I'm, I'm not putting you on the spot. I know you may not have the things prepared, but you preach on that a lot. I know. So. <clears throat> yeah. I'm, our, our action should come out of our and be centered in our worship. Uh, the, the ancient Hebrews said that we reflect the image of God in the world. And that's our first calling is to be image bearers of, of God. And right. in the Ten Commandments, we hear this language of taking God's name. Don't take God's name in vain, which is don't carry God's name poorly. Mm-hmm. I thought it was so don't say GD. Yeah, or don't say the F word or the S word. <laughs> right. If only it was that easy. Right? That's exactly what it means in the, I got that the weird right. translation Bible. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and so we, we have this, this calling to carry the name of God well in the world. Um, so to, to be priests in, in the world. I mean, this goes way back and in the job of the priest was to reflect and remind the people of God's presence and what God is like. And so we, we've got that calling on our life, mm-hmm. but in order for us to do that, we better know whose image we're carrying and, and exactly. what this God is like. Um, so that I wouldn't separate, um, this idea of theology and works. I think they're an integrated whole. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I appreciate the clickbait, but I, I would I would call it a... <laughs> a both and. A, I didn't know to do this. Yeah, I would definitely call it a, a both and. Uh, sure. That, that we have to ground it in an understanding of who God is as he's revealed himself to us so that we know how to carry and reflect that image uh, in the lives of others. Mm-hmm. So... um 
Go ahead, Zach. Yeah. Uh, well, so, and as I was talking to Colin about this very subject, um, I, it kind of became somewhat clear to us that like, we would all kind of agree that it's a both and absolutely we're talking about the idea. That was the whole point um, um, is to come to that understanding after we kind of dissect these a little bit, but I kind of yeah. wonder, and I want to hear from maybe all three of us is maybe what do you struggle with the most? Like, where do you see yourself leaning if you're going to err on one side? Sure. Well, I'll, uh, I can, I guess I'll talk a little bit and I'll let you guys. Um, my, my issue is that I feel like, uh, I guess as an ADHD person, even though I'm 31, <laughs> I'm still, I'm still such a weird focuser that I want to just throw my energy out in the world. But I, uh, yeah. I, I have trouble mm-hmm. like really like digging deep whenever I feel like I want to learn something in the scripture. I really got to like throw my phone away and everything or else I'm not going to learn anything, you know? Mm-hmm. So for me, it helps a lot theologically to like get with a group that's very passionate about the scripture. I do, yeah. uh, I'm part of a church right now called Center Church, and we meet in. Uh, uh-huh. It's like a. Uh, it's Brian Duncan, if you're if you remember him, and. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. So we. Uh, it's him and uh, a few of his community from his uh, church called Center, that they had in Berea, and now they meet in a house, and it's it's like a giant like devotional church kind of thing. Okay. And what's cool about it is, uh, it's a discussion. It's 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 as much a discussion about the scripture as it is about like a lesson about mm-hmm. the scripture. Mm-hmm. And for me. Yeah. T- being as talkative as I am. And I hope I'm not like, uh, just talking over the two of you, but, uh, it helps me to talk things out and I kind of get things better. But I would say that my, my biggest thing is that I, I feel like I struggle sometimes to know like scripture, like some people, they can just pull it out of their pocket. Yeah. They're like, Oh, well, uh, (laughs) you know, Paul would say this in this situation. And I'd be like, my, my version of that is, uh, you know, (laughs) Elijah was scared that one time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, don't be scared. <laughs> like, yeah. so for me, I, I'm a, I'm a more of a like action oriented person, but I feel like I need to well round myself in that other way yeah. too. I need to get my theology better, especially if I'm going out there with a weird half baked interpretation of Ecclesiastes and I start ministering to dogs saying that they have the same spirit or something like that. <laughs> right. I say, Oh, they breathe. He breathed the same breath. And I'm talking, you know, I'd You'd look- be in company with St. Francis. <laughs> so, that point. so that's me. Uh, what yeah. about you guys? Yeah. Well, I would say that I kind of, I, I come at it from a slightly different angle. Um, but I would say that like my ideals are that I want to be, about action. And I kind of know that's what I should be about, but there's times where if I'm being honest, where I might, um, not be so motivated to move to action, especially if I'm afraid of something Mm -hmm. or if I'm afraid of Mm -hmm. like what it's going to look like. Um, I find it kind of easy to retreat into like, um, reading the Bible or studying or, uh, doing a good job in seminary and then feeling like I've done, my work for God when I haven't included um, things that are more outward all the time. So that's kind of where my struggle comes into play. But I think that my view of the importance of action comes from an understanding of the scripture and kind of um, the fact that God wants to move us to be his image bearers. Sure. Well, I mean, in seminary too, we talked about like, I think maybe because there's things like seminary and because there's so many small groups and Bible studies that people may feel like that's the whole story is that Mm -hmm. you just need to get that right and go on Sunday. 
But um, Jake was really the person who pushed me to, to, to understand the importance of works because mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you remember this, Jake, but when I first started coming to a journey or um, what's it called? First Alliance Youth Group, it was like you took me out for pizza and you're like, what are your hangups? And most mm-hmm. of my hangups were like theologically based stuff I didn't understand. But I mm-hmm. totally got on board when you did this like I think it was a Halloween go door to door and collect cans for like God's food pantry. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, and Andrew Daniels and me. Andrew Daniels was the one who invited me, and he uh, he, he, and I teamed up because he was like, oh, look out for Colin. He's like kind of new to this whole <laughs> Christian thing. And we got like people that were mean and people that were just like – they had like hundreds of you know yeah. food to give us and stuff. And when mm. I got to that point, I started being like, oh, it's not about getting everything right in your head. It's more about like yeah. what you're doing yep. for the kingdom, right? And so that's why I got like so pushed that way, I think. So much of what we do for church sometimes is aimed at learning or aimed at the the cognitive, right. like thinking side of things. And I think right. sometimes for us as Christians, it's hard to get outside of that because that is really safe and kind of easy sure. to do. It's kind of already been done for us in a lot of ways. I have a question yeah. for you, Jake, on the same subject. Uh, I I want you to answer that question too. Like, where do you feel like you're lacking or whatever? But um, I also wanted to ask you, you went to a seminary in California, right? You went to Golden Gate, I think it's called. Yep. Um, yep. Golden Gate. Wh- uh, what was your, <laughs> this might be a really long, like, uh, <laughs> like a open up a big can of worms, but uh, where Zach's going to seminary and you had gone to seminary, do you feel like at that time that it was very like scripturally focused or were you, were you kind of getting into the action oriented stuff like right away? Uh, it was very scripturally focused, uh, in seminary, but our professors, they did ministry in Marin County mm-hmm. where the seminary was oh, and cool. Marin County was 3% of the population attached themselves to a church. So it was very little church involvement. Uh, one person was sharing Jesus outside a grocery store and started to get chills and looked and there was a witch drawing like diagrams oh, on the ground oh my behind goodness. Him. my goodness more people went to spirit rock on a uh on a weekend to worship the spirits or to seek the spirits oh. and then went to church in that county hmm. so these these professors weren't they weren't in a bubble they weren't they had no illusions that they just immediately had yeah. authority to tell people about truth Sure. And so, you know, I remember being invited to Richmond, California, which was a very impoverished area. Uh, we went to a mission and our job was to lead sent songs for all these kids. And they absolutely ran over us. They were tearing apart the bathroom. Hmm. Oh, man. Are you, when you say kids, how, what age would you say? <laughs> like elementary school. Kids. Oh, OK. I was going to say if they were like <laughs> high school kids, that would have been really scary. <laughs> yeah, I would have put armor on. Um <laughs> But so they 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 kind of they pushed us out there. Uh, but I think my understanding of of faith was formed as they sent me on a journey of learning and taking mm. the scriptures seriously. Sure. Uh, and in doing that, I realized. I mean, my my inclination is to sit in my office and read about. You know, read scripture, read about scripture, mm-hmm. um, be creative about how to share that with other people. Yeah. I love doing that stuff. I I have to push myself out the door to get really? into the neighborhood. Oh, wow. Yeah. I wouldn't That's, think that about you. I felt like you were a man about town. It's hard town. for me. 
Oh, wow. It's hard for me. I'm I'm afraid uh, things aren't in control uh, Mm. like they are in my office. Yeah, no, I guess <laughs> it's a safe environment. Like I have a little thermostat. <laughs> I can control the temperature. I, um, it's pretty great. And I you're a dad, so you're really good at controlling a thermostat, right? <laughs> That's right. <Yes>. Just high <laughs> enough and out of reach. <laughs> I can like hang up the phone if I get bored talking to you guys. Like I've got all kinds of control in here. Oh my goodness. <laughs> no, is that a threat? <laughs> but out in the parking lot of, of the neighborhood, you know, everything's different. And, mm-hmm. and there's peop- yeah. real people with real yeah. needs, but... I feel like the spirit gives me the courage to do that. And as I read about the way of Jesus, I can't sit in my office anymore. Uh, I feel like, I feel like my faith is dying when I do that. Like there's no outlet for it. Yeah. So it really is a both and for me. And I, I really do think the scriptures have played a huge role in shaping how I choose to live my life and, yeah, I mean, we we could always do better, but oh yeah, I, I didn't mean, mean to insinuate, but yes, I understand. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I, I mm-hmm. struggle. I, I there's a lot. Of, that's one of my big struggles. Is man, I I get lots of people who want me to do talks and lead teachings and do whatever, and that keeps me in Podcasts. my office. And, <laughs> right, and then the other part of me feels guilty that oh man, I I need to be out there where people are. So that's always mm-hmm. a constant struggle in, in trying to figure out. Uh, what that what that should look like? Yeah, uh, for me, I, I value and uh, covet your message. Sorry, I know that's uh, <laughs> bad. But I'm like the, when we first made this podcast, we're like, we need to get Jake on here first. First guest, he needs. You, to are, you are our first guest. You are officially yes. our first guest. Yeah, and hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, if you're not feeling too pushed out of your comfort zone, you can come on back for a different thing. That was fun. No, I like it a lot. Um, we uh. We just we had like certain scripture we were going to talk about, but I uh, okay. and I'll just go through them quick. But we won't really need to dissect them because we've already really went through the whole thing. But um, okay. you know, just like James two, and I think a little bit of one two is also the uh, like the faith without works is dead. But um, yes. as me and Zach <clears throat> talked about, faith is actually its own animal. If you want to go into a little bit about that, Zach. Oh yeah, yeah. We when we first started talking about this episode, you said. Uh, theology versus action. And then later you said faith versus works. It's like, a, it's like a, I was referencing like a yeah. common uh, 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 yeah. theological debate that goes on. Yeah. Right. But theology and faith are different. I agree. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and normally it's Paul versus James and then coming to the understanding that they complement each other. They don't uh, contradict each other. The wrong scene. Well, I would go further than that. I would say that they say the exact same thing. Mm. I mean, it's it's Paul that that uh, wrote the lyrics for your song that you exactly. opened with, or we're going to open with. That words aren't everything. The only thing that counts is faith. Well, there's a lot of people that can, can get behind that, but that's not all he says. He says the only thing that counts is faith. Expressing itself expressing in itself in love, uh-huh. and and that's agape. That's a sacrificial, patient, yeah. persistent active thing in the world, not how I feel about tacos. <laughs> Amen <Yeah>. <laughs> to tacos. <laughs> and not only that, now that you've given me a, a podium, I'm just going to blab on and on. Please, but, please do. Please or, do. Or, you know, I, I grew up with, um, for it is by grace, you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It's the gift of God, not by works. So that no one can boast. And we always stop there. It's about grace. It's about grace. It's about grace. We never got mm-hmm. to the next verse. 
which is that you're God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus yeah. to do good works. Yeah. The grace leads to the other. And then somebody recently, um, uh, somebody I, I have a lot of respect for reminded me that after that, it starts talking about Jew and Gentile being together in the dividing wall of hostility coming down. Like there's all this racial reconciliation that yeah, happens. Right. So there's this total danger in, in stopping the scriptures short that mm-hmm. Paul was, I think Paul was on the same page with James, that it was about grace. Right. And it was about embodying truth in the world. I also, I mean, all right, I'm done. No, no. Uh, I love, <laughs> I love the way you put that. Mic very, drop. Very, oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> just speak our uh, speakers in here. No, uh, the, the, the thing that I like that you would, you would mention is that, um, there is a lot of people who just take a little bit and take it out of context and don't finish. They don't, they don't right. read the full word. And, uh, and a lot of times even, and I, and, and I'm not going to get negative cause this is a, a very positive and cool discussion podcast, but I don't, I, I really, it gets under my skin when, um, uh, non-believers will just take uh, like five words out of a uh, scripture and then make that make sense for them. And so for right. me, it's, it's very frustrating when that mm-hmm. happens because uh, what would be really amazing is if somebody read that entire story and then made their judgment afterwards, whether or not it's still applied. Like, uh, but sure. I, I know that's very wishful thinking, but mm-hmm. I, but I like the way that you put that about, um, it, it, it continues on. It's not just, uh, yeah. Faith without, uh, you know, it's, it's not just, uh, uh, um, faith. It's not just grace. It's, it's everything. And it's, uh, it's, it's, they're all saying the same thing, but people want to make it a, like a dividing line or something. And so that's kind of what we were, what we were getting at with this is that, um, we can't, we can't just lean in one part of the scripture and call it, correct doctrine i feel like the entire story is what makes the story it, it's uh right when taken out of context you are literally believing half of the truth yeah or less and you make it say something else exactly there's that yeah. danger too so so um <clears throat> okay so like uh, again i'll just go through some but we already you already talked about uh some of the scripture we mentioned in words on everything uh another verse from words on everything is uh oh wait you said love with with tongue not with tongues but with action in the truth uh but uh there's also this like thing from uh galatians i wanted to talk about just to throw it out there because i uh me and zach were talking about it mm-hmm. okay. paul paul had this um understanding and then uh of being uh a, one type of person uh, or saul did and then uh are you he, talking about galatians one yeah. 11 and onward. Yes. Yeah. So let me get that up. So okay. he, he receives, um, faith in Christ and, and he decides this is the real thing. I got to believe in this blinded. And, and then, and then he goes before going on to do the ministry that he would do. He goes to Arabia for three years. It's for three years. Yeah. And so the interesting thing I thought was kind of interesting about it was that he, they they kind of have talked about like what did he do in Arabia? Yeah, but right. some people believe that Jesus was teaching him all that he needed to know in that time, and that he didn't receive any help from a teacher, and it was more of a uh, says he didn't consult a human teacher, right? Um, okay, but at the same time, I've also heard people say that he was studying the scriptures. Sure. Yeah. So I guess what <laughs> I know this is kind of out of left field now because we've had this great discussion, but I just thought it was a, a, interesting to get your feedback because um, 
it would seem as though that the Holy Spirit or Jesus himself uh, filled him with the knowledge he needed uh, to be able to um, go and preach and and do the ministry. Uh, So I guess my question is, how do you feel? Do you think that he was, uh, do you think that was a situation where he wasn't necessarily needing the uh, teachers to teach him and that God was teaching him? Well, the scripture is pretty clear. Paul's pretty clear that after this time of formation for him, whatever that looked like, we're not told that right. he went and then consulted with those that had been following Jesus around. Ah, so after the three to years, say, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. hey, here's what I, this is the way I'm feeling led. What do you think? Let's mm-hmm. open the scriptures together. I mean, mm-hmm. and we see that play out again and again and again as they think about. How do we include Gentiles, those that haven't been circumcised, who aren't Jewish? Right. How do we work through unclean foods? Uh, you see that there. Not only does he tell us that he consulted with these other um, followers of Jesus, but we also get to hear what some of those things were. And it's really, I mean, I think it's fascinating how they then come to conclusions about what God's doing. It's not mm, the way. Right. Yeah. Christians come to conclusions when they're arguing about whether people should be circumcised or not. Well, the Old Testament's crystal clear. You circumcise foreigners and Jews. Right. And then they come to the conclusion, well, no, actually, we don't have to. And <laughs> what they say mm-hmm. is, well, it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us. Like, try using that in your church. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I've, I heard something to that extent, like feelings, opinion, uh, conscience, something along that line. Yeah, and that, and that the problem with that is it can be twisted. Yeah, and exactly. Absolutely. There, you can say that I feel like this even when the Holy Spirit is not involved. And, yep. I yeah. guess um, the reason I even brought it up is just uh, the idea that some people have in church communities, which is kind of in the same subject. I feel like now I'm realizing it's kind of not in the – same thing, but, <laughs> but, uh, just the idea that, um, that, uh, maybe the Holy spirit was uh, teaching him versus him going and consulting. And therefore he wouldn't be as theologically based as, uh, as he would be like already prepared to go and do his ministry. But now you're, you're clarifying and saying that after he had his time, he went and consulted. So it was the, it sounds like community got involved too. Right. Which is something exactly. I didn't even think about. Right. And again, right. like I said, I'm not an expert. I'm still learning every day. The, the, the perception yeah, of, of the scripture, but I do trust, uh, I do trust your discernment of it. So it's good to ask somebody who's been doing, uh, we're doing the community pastor. thing right now. Exactly. We are. We're sharpening iron. So there you go. Sharpening yeah. iron. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. All right. So, um, I guess, uh, I don't know how much time we've been doing it. Probably, uh, yeah, we're, we're at about 50 minutes now. So let me just, let me close this then. I guess, uh, if you wanted to, I've been talking a lot. So if you want to take yeah. that last little bit there. Oh, sure. Yeah. This is actually for my wife. She, my wife, Jessica had like an interesting question idea for you. So I awesome. guess this is a Jessica question, but it's a very interesting one that, um, I'd, we'd love to hear your thoughts on, but, um, if you could see in the future, the church doing something different, um, you know, what, what is your hope? That's either something might change that's already happening or maybe something new uh, that needs to happen. What do you, where do you want to see the church go as a whole? Not like a specific, yeah, the global church. Yeah. The whole community. Right. Um, that's a big, I would like to see, I would like to see the church pledge allegiance to Jesus. 
quite honestly. Me too. <laughs> in in the midst in the midst of the world that we find ourselves in, the politics that we're seeing played out, I would like to see people pledge allegiance to Jesus first and foremost as followers of Jesus. I, I think that needs to happen. The, it's not the way it should, in my opinion. The other one is this. Uh, I was raised being taught that believing led to belonging. So if you believe the right things, then you can belong and be a part of our community. And I would like to see the church shift into hospitality that you belong first and then you believe that you begin with you are welcomed to the party. God has already begun with you in grace. Come along for the ride. Mm -hmm. I would like to see that shift from believing leads to belonging to belonging leads to, to believing. I, mm -hmm. I think that's yeah. foundational. And then maybe the last thing I would say is there's a lot of people that are concerned right now about the church declining and dying. Uh, and Rachel Held Evans at a conference I went to recently said something I thought was really profound. She said, as Christians, we should be the last people afraid of death. Mm -hmm. And I just begin to, because God always births something new and more beautiful out of something that dies. Sure. And I just wonder if we need to put to death some of the old ways that we've been church so that something new can be born out of that. And I don't know what that looks like, but I think it's a prophetic word that was spoken there. Yeah. Uh, that we might need to allow some things to continue to decline until they die because God's going to birth something new out of that. Sometimes God just needs to clear the decks to get ready Maybe. For, for the next thing. The um, scriptures say that's how it works, that it's it's a seed. It's slow mm -hmm. and insignificant and small, and it's going to change everything. Mm -hmm. But it's got to die <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> for something new and more beautiful to be born out of the middle of that. And I mm -hmm. think as the people of God, we need to live into that uh, and, and, and trust that God's doing something in that. Nice. Okay. That's my second mic drop moment. <laughs> I like it. Um, no, I, I also like your first thing you said about, yeah. um, um, people need to, uh, pledge allegiance to Jesus. I really, I really agree with that too. Cause, um, I, I feel like, uh, there's a lot more other things that are, sharing sharing the same uh, apartment with Jesus maybe mm -hmm. that's what that's what I would say about that and so um, right. uh, Jesus needs to be your only like roommate <laughs> and when it comes to the theology versus action thing we need to remember that if we make anything but Jesus the king over our lives you know right. rule over us yeah Okay. Well, Jake, thank you so much, man, for talking with yeah. us. I so appreciate it's been fun. it. It has been so much fun. And I'm glad that you felt passionate enough to, to kind of, to talk with us. Uh, oh yeah. And not just feel like you were answering uh, weird questions or anything. We're, we're new to all this, but uh, you kind of, yes, you, we you, are. You saved the day of the, some of these <laughs> great, uh, weird questions I was trying to ask you, but, um, but uh, for everybody listening, please uh, check out uh, spirit and for Jake's blog. And I know that's pressure on you, but it would be cool if you got some feedback. Right. And so, yeah. uh, and definitely, uh, if you are in the, uh, Harrisonburg area, 
definitely check out uh, that church, Harrison, Harrisonburg, Virginia's Mennonite church. And uh, do you, do you get a chance to preach uh, sometimes? Yeah, I preach a little more than half the time here. Oh, wow. A little more than half the time. So yeah. like, so more than the head pastor then. Yeah. Our lead pastor is pretty amazing. He, mm. he gives me a lots of opportunity to share. Oh, that's, that's cool. That's really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I'm not trying to blow wind up your skirt or anything, but I think that, uh, uh, it's a privilege to hear you give a message. So, uh, I'm glad that the community well, gets you. to hear that. And I'm glad our listeners got to hear that this time. Yeah, it was great. Thanks Jake. Yeah. Thanks for the invite. Invite me back. We will, we will invite yeah. you back. Um, and, uh, it'll probably be, uh, another, you know, subject thing you, you can kind of teach us about and tackle with us and stuff like that. So it'll be a lot of fun. All right. Sounds great. Zach. Thanks so much for your time. Well, yeah. uh, thank you for listening again and we will see you guys next time. All right. All right. Peace. God bless. See ya. See ya. We are the House Plants Podcast, so make sure that you check us out on Patreon, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, everywhere. Potentially that, YouTube. We'll see. Everywhere that media is social, uh, be social with us. All right. All right. We'll see you next time. Have a good one. <laughs>